Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Polarizer Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Amazon. Everyone knows Amazon, it doesn't require any introduction. If you go to Amazon.com, you probably buy pretty much anything there. But if you go to Polarizer.com and you click on our Amazon link on there, you land on Amazon, where you can all do all your shopping that you're used to, and it'll be the same for you, basically. But because you landed there through our website, we'll get a little kickback for every purchase you make. It doesn't make your purchase more expensive. It just uh, takes a little cut out of Amazon's side, and it uh, it really helps. So next time you plan on shopping on Amazon, just click on our Amazon button on the website and uh, go through there. And you can still do your shopping, and we get a little bit of kickback from Amazon. So that's all good. Everyone wins. This episode is also brought to you by Onnit. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering the total human optimization for everyone who's serious about being fit. They sell kettlebells and battle ropes and clubs that you can swing around and they have energy bars and protein shakes and all kinds of good stuff. It's basically the human optimization company. They have a bunch of awesome supplements they have uh, stuff that makes you more alert, stuff that makes you chilled out, stuff that helps you fall asleep, stuff that helps you recover from your workout, stuff that gives you energy during your workout. It's all good. So if you go there and use promo code POLARIZER, that's P-O-L-A-R-I-Z-E-R, you get up to 10% off your first purchase. Purchase? Purchase. 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 You get 10% off your first purchase. I can say it. Why can't I say it? Anyway, if you buy something there, you use our promo code. You get up to 10% off. And there's also lots of cool lifestyle information there. You can read all kinds of articles for free about how to work out and home workouts, which is especially useful with this whole corona thing going on right now. So go to honor.com and use promo code POLARIZER. And finally, this episode is brought to you by Alert, A-L-L-E-R-T, for food allergies. It's a food allergy app for people who travel. Well, even though with this whole COVID situation, people are not traveling that much, this too will pass. And when when it passes, you the first thing you probably want to do is travel. You want to get the hell out of your house, get the hell out of your city, because you've been there the whole time. I know I have. It's uh, starting to drive me a little crazy. So, anyway, what this app does, it translates a, um, it generates a allergy, generates an allergy card for one of the 14 most common allergies in more than 40 languages, which covers more than 95% of all allergies. So, let's say you're allergic to peanuts or dairy, you just type that in, and you're going to travel to uh, to Poland. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you go there? It's uh Lovely place, booze is cheap, people are friendly, but not everyone speaks English there. So you just select your allergies, you select Polish, and you press the button, and boom! The app just creates a creates an allergy card that um, that's dynamic, and on your phone, and every all the data is in the app itself, which means you don't need a data connection. So if you're on vacation, or even if you're like in the sticks, if you're, uh, let's say you're somewhere... In a jungle, you meet, um, you go to a small village there. I mean, I don't. There's no jungles in Poland, but there's jungles in uh, in Thailand or South America. And if you go there, 
go off the beaten path and you uh, you hang out somewhere, you eat somewhere, you got to eat everywhere. You just pull out that app and show in the local language what you're allergic to and that will help you survive out there, man. <laughs> it's uh, in the iOS app store. If you look for alert, A-L-L-E-R-T, for food allergies, you will find it for sure. I've used it myself when I was traveling throughout Asia, Southeast Asia, which was obviously before this whole COVID thing, and it uh, it really helped me out there. I'm uh, allergic to dairy and peanuts myself, and that app really helped me along here. So that's that alert on the iOS App Store for food allergies. My guest today is Zuby. I've had Zuby on before on the podcast, and uh, he's back. He uh, he made a trip through America. He went on all all the big podcasts. He went on Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla, and he even went on uh, TV. He went on Fox News with uh, Tucker Carlson, and now he's back on the, an even more important podcast, the Polarizer podcast. So, so um, that's great. Uh, I always like talking to him, and um, we had another fun conversation. We talked about Twitter for a little bit. We talked about his upcoming single called OK Dude, which is a comment that got him kicked off Twitter for a little for a little bit. And um, yeah, that's it. So uh, here's my next guest, Zuby. Hello everybody, welcome to the Polarizer Podcast. Subi is back. Subi is back for the second time. How you doing, man, in these weird times? Yeah, hanging in there, man. Not too bad. How are you? Pretty good, yeah, you know. Just uh, spending a lot of time in the house, just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're in a strange period right now, but, you know, things could be a lot worse, so... Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if it can get much worse for the economy than it is right now, but... Oh, yeah, it can. It can. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't. I think we need to. Yeah, I think I think I mean, I I think countries are starting to reopen. It looks like stuff is starting to pick back up. And I think that's what needs to be done because you don't want the cure to be worse than the disease itself. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, last time we talked, that was right before you went to the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was uh, was a little while ago, and before that, uh, yeah, a lot has happened in that time. Yeah, understatement. So, yeah, why don't you why don't you just uh, start at the beginning of that story, man? So you uh, you had this invitation to the Joe Rogan podcast, and then on the way there, yeah. you you stopped by a bunch of other, yeah, uh, pretty much uh, all the big ones and TV <laughs> uh, TV channels. I saw you on. Uh, Let's see, I saw you on uh, Tucker Carlson, I think, and on Fox a yeah. bunch of times. And mm-hmm. so let's uh, let's start at the beginning, man. I, I want to hear that story. Yeah, man. So I went out to the states. I spent is <clears throat> between September and November last year. So I went out at the beginning of September, and ended up staying there for nine weeks. So I flew from the UK out to LA to begin with. I stayed in LA for two weeks. I did a whole bunch of stuff out there. I of course did the. Um, Joe Rogan invited me to do his podcast. So I was, uh, yeah, one of the first British artists to 
be on the Joe Rogan experience. Also probably one of the first totally independent artists, if not, if not the first. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, man. So yeah, it was a big honor. Um, I also did the Rubin report, the Ben Shapiro show, Fox news invited me out. I did a, I did a ton of podcasts out there. I think I did about 12 different podcasts in LA. So I'm just, I'm just naming some of the biggest ones that people may know. Um, I did the Adam Carolla show as well. That's another really big one. Then after two weeks in LA, I went to San Francisco. I spent another week in San Francisco. From there, I went to Texas. So first of all, to Austin. Um, I was in Austin for, oh, I think about 10 days or so. Then I went to Dallas, then Fort Worth, then back to Austin. Um, I did a whole bunch of stuff with um, Blaze TV out there. So I was on the Glenn Beck show. I did uh, Sarah Gonzalez's show, The News and Why It Matters. I was on the, the Chad Prather show, uh, Graham Allen's podcast. I, 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 I just would hit the podcast circuit hard, man. Like I was just kept getting invitations to do things. And yeah, a lot, a lot of people wanting to meet me in different cities. So after Texas, I went to Atlanta. I went to the A3C hip hop festival out there. And um, yeah, that was really awesome. Met, met a bunch of other upcoming artists and producers, made some good connections over there. Spent two weeks in Atlanta, went from there to Nashville, spent a week in Nashville, recorded the audiobook version of Strong Advice. Um, Nashville's cool, isn't it? Yeah, Nashville is cool. Um, and then from Nashville, I went to Washington, D.C. I saw my sister and her family. In D.C., I got some crazy opportunities. I was invited to visit the Pentagon, so I got a tour of the Pentagon. Well, I was you, invited. Got, you, got invent- you got invited to the Pentagon? Yeah. All right, by by some fan there or just a- yeah, I've got uh, yeah, one of my fans works there. Oh wow, yeah, um, and then I got invited to the White House twice, so I went to the White House on Thursday and on Friday. Um, Did you get yeah. to meet the big man or? <laughs> uh, no, he he was he wasn't there at the time, but um, I mean, you know, I met another, met a few other people in the in the administration. I mean, they're they're the ones who who invited me. So that was awesome. I did a Tucker Carlson show on Fox News, which was huge. Like a lot of people saw that. Even I mean, it was a relatively short segment. I think I was on there for just like 10 minutes or something. But Oh, for TV, uh, that's pretty long. Yeah, yeah. Like right after it happened, I mean, I think I gained like 4,000 followers in the next couple hours and just had people messaging me saying, oh, I just saw you on Tucker Carlson. You're amazing. I love the way you think. I love the way you speak. Like, you know, God bless you, all this. So... It was cool. I, I feel like I'm probably missing a whole bunch of stuff here as well. I'm, I'm kind of doing the the brief version of this all. Cliff and then um, after DC, I went to New York. I was in New York for four days, did a whole bunch of podcasts out there in New York as well. I think it, I did about seven or eight podcasts and interviews in four days or something like that. And then, yeah, jumped on a plane and made my way back to the UK after. How, how long did yeah, you so, spend, spend over there in total? Nine weeks. Nine weeks. Okay. Nine weeks. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, but it was, it was an amazing trip. It was an amazing trip. I've been to the States before, but most of the cities I went to, I had never been to before. It was the first time going to the States for career reasons in the past. I'd just gone there for other things or family vacations and things like that. So it was truly amazing. It was truly amazing. I did meetups in five different cities as well. So just connecting with some of my fans and followers from Twitter and other social media channels, we, you know, went out for dinner with a bunch of my fans, you know, just connecting people, bringing people together and 
just met so many great people. It was just so much love out there. People just hit you up on Twitter like, hey, man, are you in my city? Let's hang out. Let's have dinner. Dude, I I couldn't even I couldn't even say yes to everything because the opportunities were just amazing. It just kept coming. It just kept coming. And um, yeah, I mean, it was great, though. It was it was wonderful to feel that love, just get embraced by a country that's not my own. And yeah, I, I really loved that trip. It was very eye opening in a lot of ways. I learned a lot from it, made a lot of new friends, connections, everything like that. And I look forward to going there again. I was supposed to be going, I was supposed to be flying to LA tomorrow, but for um, obvious reasons, COVID-19 related, uh, my flight has had to be postponed. So I will be back in the States later on this year, but we need to wait for this whole pandemic situation to chill out first. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think we're all uh, looking forward to to the end of that. Well, tell me about uh, the whole uh, Joe Rogan uh, experience. I'm, um, it seems that he has this huge building that's basically a big gym and basically a playground. Like, oh, what is it like the down f- there? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm supposed to speak on that. I know they're they're quite. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I know stuff leaks out, but they're they're pretty secretive about it. They don't. They that don't is- like. Uh, did you sign something or was it just kind of like, no, uh, I didn't know. I didn't sign anything, but just out of respect, I don't want to say stuff about it if they wouldn't want that going out there. Okay. Oh, fair enough. So, uh, but uh, the experience was amazing. I mean, Joe's, Joe's awesome. Joe's, Joe's cool. He's the same in real life. I felt like I already knew him. You know, I think there was no, it, it wasn't weird. It was weird. It was weird just being in the room in real life. Like I'm used to seeing that, that room on my, on my screen or on, on my phone screen. And so with me actually sort of sat there in the room with Jamie to my left and Joe in front of me, I was kind of like, oh, wow, I'm in the, I'm in the hot seat. You know, a lot of people have sat in this chair right here <laughs> from um, presidential candidates to guys like Elon Musk and all these uh, actors, comedians, musicians, just, yeah, it was, it was a big honor. It was honestly a big honor. And um, yeah, shout out to Joe Rogan for supporting me, man. You know, he's a, uh, you know, we've, we've chatted a few times since then. He's always very kind and yeah, he's, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. And, um, I, I appreciate it. it. It's just wonderful having someone in a, you know, someone like that who is supporting me and, and backing me and likes what I do and is willing to give me a platform to share my message and to introduce me to new people. Everyone, everyone who gives me those opportunities. I'm just grateful, man. I'm a very, I'm a very grateful person in general very grateful person in general because I know that I'm blessed and um, yeah, everyone who supports me in any way, shape or form, I always want them to know that they are appreciated. Cool. So after, after you've been on the show, like what happened to your Twitter following? Like, did it go, did it like instantly go way up or? It it was already flying. It was already flying up. I mean, I started last year with what, 18,000 followers. And as we record this, I think I've got like, 223,000. So it's gone up by more than 200,000 in the past year. Um, it is a lot of, it is a lot of people. It is a lot of people. And, um, to be totally honest with you, I'm still working out how to handle it. I don't know if there is any way to totally handle it because it's, it's weird. You know, I can just pick up my phone and I can send a message to a small city of people and that's insane. Um, <laughs> when you, when you think of it that way, it's just like that, that's, that's crazy. It's, um, it's a very strange position to be in. 
And I'm very, again, I'm very grateful for it, but it comes with its own challenges, its own benefits, pros, cons. I mean, this is something with social media and perhaps Twitter specifically is most people, I mean, even myself, I've had a bigger audience than most people for a very long time now, but I mean, like I said, I've got over 200,000 followers now and I have no idea how people with multiple millions of followers deal with it unless they just mostly detach themselves from it, which is what a lot of people do. And I can totally understand why they do that now. I think most people don't have a clue what it's really like to have a huge audience. It's, and it's, it's weird. I think everyone, I think most people think it's, um, I don't know. I think a lot of people just see the, the plus side of it. It's the same with, you know, fame and celebrity in general, right? A lot of people want to be famous. They want to be celebrities. They want to be this, they want to be that. And it's weird. You know, it's weird. I'm not even at a level, you know, I mean, we were just talking Joe Rogan. I mean, he, he, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't check. He looks at Twitter, but he doesn't interact on there. He just posts things and drops. He doesn't, he doesn't read his mentions. He does. And I can understand that because I'm, I've now reached the stage where I can't keep up with all my mentions. And even if I could, I wouldn't want to because you're busy all day. Yeah. You're busy, but also the, the range of stuff. I mean, there's so much love, but then you also get like the most awful negativity. You know, I've had, I get, I've had some of the worst, I get some really, really awful comments and terrible messages. And sometimes people will even go and find my email address and write me some huge long email about how much they dislike me, which is weird, which is a weird flex to begin with because they could always just ignore me if they don't like me. Um, well, but you, also, you seem to piss off like the, the social justice warrior dude, uh, types and those are just completely yeah, nuts and unhinged. Yeah, so. Dude, there are a lot of people who are genuinely unhinged, like unhinged is really the right word because the, the way I look at it, firstly, I'm a very positive person, right? right. I, I, whether or not someone agrees or disagrees with that, everything I say, that, that doesn't matter. It's very clear that I am not, um, I'm, I'm not some sort of evil person who is going around and trying to spread evil throughout the world, like totally the opposite of that. And it's weird how, I don't know, it's almost like a magnet. It's like how, it's like how a magnet draws negativity. And it's weird how, I don't know, sometimes I kind of think of, of all the people in the world who are like legitimately bad people or who are evil or who are actually like hurting people or killing people or whatever. Why would you spend your time trying to bring down or demean people who are decent or who are clearly trying to do the opposite? It's a very, it's a very weird thing. You know, it's like, well, why that target? So someone like Joe Rogan, right? I don't, Lord knows how much hate he must get. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's like, why? Do you know what I mean? Like, of course he gets way more love than hate, but why, why would someone hate Joe Rogan? You know what I mean? It's like, it's a, it's a weird thing. So someone might not agree with his position on this or like disagree with that. that that's one thing. But when you get these people who are just oddly negative and obsessed with other people, it's a very, it's a very strange thing. And I've always dealt with it to some degree being a musician. So going back over a decade, I've always dealt with some level of hate or jealousy or animosity or people trying to 
bring me down and talk negative to me or hurt my feelings or whatever. And I've grown a super thick skin because of it. It's pretty much an exoskeleton now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, not, not a lot gets through. But at the same time, I, it makes me sort of wonder, like, man, what's going on in someone's life that they thought they should send me that message? Do you know what I mean? Like, why, what, what have I done? <laughs> what, what have I done or said that is remotely, um, that, that would remotely justify this level of anger and hostility from someone who I do not know? I don't know. Like, I think it's weird to spend your time obsessing over people who don't even know who you are, who don't right. even know you. It's just a weird thing. And it's like, look, all that energy, all that time, all that emotion could be channeled into something positive. And I think that's the thing maybe I find even more frustrating because it's like, man, if you could harness this energy that you're now directing at all these other people or just being angry at the world or being angry at everyone in it, it's like, man, if you took that time and energy and you put it into something positive, then, you know, you could, uh, you, you could be a lot more successful and a lot more happy rather than lashing out at everybody who is successful and is happy. It's just a, I don't know. I think it's part of human nature. I think it's always been there um, well, for just, thousands uh, and thousands of years, but it is weird. It's more visible now with uh, social media, yes. you know, like everyone with a phone or a computer can go on there and say their, you know, things. And there's mm. a lot of, there's a lot of nutty people out there who now suddenly have a voice and they find their, tribe of nut jobs and they all just kind of <laughs> band together and uh, yeah they go after it's weird. after guys like you or joe rogan or you know whoever i think yeah and and, and it is a minority so you know most people who most people who follow me and appreciate you know the, the love massively outweighs the hate but if you've got a couple hundred thousand or let alone a few million people who know who you are then even if just one percent of them really doesn't like you, then that's still a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's, it's still, it, it, so it might be like, oh, okay, you've got out of a hundred thousand people, maybe 99,000 of them love you or at least like you or don't mind you. But then that 1000 who really, really, I don't know, for whatever reason have decided, and it's not even that they hate you because I don't think you can, I don't think you can hate someone you don't know. Right. <laughs> There's right. no, I, and I'm pretty sure they, I'm 99% they the, sure that, yeah, yeah, it's like an avatar they build in yeah, their brain they, because they hate I, the avatar almost, version of you. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost certain that if I met any, like always anyone who's ever sent me some horrible mean message or whatever, I am 99% certain that if I met that person in real life in a, a normal scenario, they would probably like me. Right. Right. I, I can, unless they themselves just have, some huge issue and they just, I mean, I can get on with almost anybody. It doesn't mean I'm going to be best friends with everybody, but I can be polite, cordial, civil with, with anybody. Show me respect. I'll show you respect. Like my default is to be kind and to be respect people. And that's, that's how I was raised, right? That's just how I am. I'm not going to be unkind to someone for whatever reason. If I meet a stranger, I'm going to be kind and friendly and whatever. But I think that, um, yeah, online for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, yeah, people, some people behave in very strange ways. And I think sometimes people forget that. Firstly, I think some people just kind of get off on it. Some people just like to get the high of um, having someone respond or react to them, even if that reaction is negative. 
Right. Um, it's, it's some attention, even if it's negative. Exactly. It's some attention. Some people are just bored. And yeah, some people just... Uh, are jealous. I don't know. Yeah, some people are jealous. Some people are envious. Some people just... I, and, you know, maybe maybe some people just genuinely misunderstand things because a lot of communication can get lost, especially on a medium like Twitter, where you're not even seeing the person or hearing their their voice and they're not there in front of you, it, it removes a lot of the natural human connection. Right. So I think sometimes people, I, I think often people forget that there's another human on the other end, right? right? So when people are saying stuff online, this is, it's the same with YouTube comments and everything. I think sometimes people forget, okay, you're actually talking to other human beings. Right. You're not talking, you, you, it seems like you're just writing to the computer, you're just tapping into a keyboard, but there's another human being on the end of this, who does have, you know, who, who does have a life and who does have feelings and who does have, you know, like a, a family and things they care about and whatever it is. And it, it dehumanizes people in that way. That's and like so a, I think that. Um, yeah. It's like a different version of road rage. I think, you know, you're in your mm. own little bubble and you're removed from, you're safely removed from the other person. So it's even easier to just lash out, you know? Yeah. And there's, and there's no repercussions, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, people are pretty polite. <laughs> people are pretty polite to me in person. And, um, I mean, look, the, the, another reality is people don't, people don't say this, but in real life you can get punched in the face. <laughs> That's true. Okay. And, I, and, and this, I'm not saying this to be a tough guy, but in real life, you don't go up to, you know, every, any man who is socially calibrated knows you don't just go up to another man and insult them <laughs> right? because yeah. un unless you're and if you do you are prepared that this could escalate to a violent situation right you don't just go around the street like sh just sh shouting at people ra ra random strangers people you don't even know calling them names hey you da -da -da, right? and if you do that it's like well th there are potential repercussions for it and everybody knows that um and I think subconsciously that's kind of always there and it sort of keeps people in check. But I think online, you know, you could be a, you could be a 15 year old who weighs like 50 kilos and is, like, is built like a twig and you can go on like some, some MMA fighters. Oh yeah. <laughs> some, some heavyweight MMA fighters, Twitter, Instagram. And you can be there like, yeah, I'm going to do this to you. You can, you can say like the craziest stuff, which you know, there is no way on earth you would even dream of saying that if the person was sort of standing or sitting in front of you. So uh, if, if you go on like Mike Tyson's Twitter or any MMA fighter Twitter <laughs> and or YouTube MMA fights, there's so many people talking shit on there. Like, like, yeah, man, he sucks, you know, like, but, or, or yeah, like it, it, I'd get in the ring with him. I'll kick his ass. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then if they saw him in person, they'll ask for an autograph and a photo too. That's the best part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, man. Have you um, have you ever played online video games and, and have like twelve year olds yell at you <laughs> and insult your mother and stuff? It's, I mean, it, it's um, <laughs> it's a different version of that, but it's kind of, you know, I think that's that's yeah. an even better example of of what yeah, social I'm media not, is I'm like. Not a, yeah, I'm not an online gamer, but I'm very aware of this phenomenon, so I, I know that it exists. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, and you know, social media. It's there's a lot of good things to come out of it, but also bad things. And I think, 
I mean, I just look at it. I'm, I'm nowhere near as, uh, I don't have nearly as much followers as you do, obviously. But, you know, sometimes I get into like little arguments with people and I always just, um, I don't take it that seriously. I just see it as, oh, you know, whatever, no. it's fun. But I try to, I also try to keep in mind like anything I put out there is out there forever. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just going to say dumb stuff, um, that's going to be, even when I delete it, someone's going to be able to <laughs> sal- salvage that. I mean, yeah, especially yeah. with the whole crazy cancel culture that's going on. Oh, now. Gosh, People yeah. are digging up tweets from like 10 years ago when someone mm-hmm. said something that is offensive now, but wasn't offensive then, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, man, I just, I just have a couple of rules that I follow. Um, I'm probably going to need to invent some new ones as I keep growing. I like Zuby's um, razor. I like that one. Zuby's razor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I have a couple of, I have a couple of rules like on, um, like, of how I conduct of how I conduct myself on social media. So there are things that I, there are things that I don't do, um, and and some of them are pretty basic. And I don't think people necessarily would would know them. But for example, I do not, I do not attack individuals. Right. So a lot of people on Twitter or on social media will specifically call out an individual and say da 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 about this person, right? People talk crap about me all the time, right? Whether they at me or they don't, whatever. I don't do that to people, right? So I may criticize an idea or a concept, or I may generalize and say some people do this or some people are like that, but unless otherwise strongly provoked, I do not, I don't talk about individuals. Like I, I just don't, I don't do it. I don't direct my followers to harass people. I don't insult people. If someone throws like a really horrible insult at me, then sometimes, even then, they normally don't get one back, right? They normally just catch a block and par- possibly a sarcastic comment. But um, yeah, I've got, I've got certain rules that I just kind of follow on there to try to keep stuff, I don't know, to try to keep stuff civil because, I mean, for a lot of reasons, for other people, also for myself and... Yeah, for, I guess, like you said, I mean, I don't really, I mean, it's sort of weird to think of yourself as a public figure, but to some degree, I am a public figure. Um, You know, probably a couple million people know who I am and know that I exist. So by definition, I'm not some super celebrity or whatever, or someone who can't walk down the street. No, I can do that happily. But um, at the same time, I've got a lot of reach and a lot of people do know who I am. So I do think it's important, just like I do in my music, you know, I do think it is important to conduct myself in a, in a certain way. And that doesn't mean being super professional all the time. Not, not at all. I'm just about authenticity. So sometimes I'm serious. Sometimes I make jokes. Sometimes I troll. Sometimes I'm sarcastic, like whatever. That's just my, that's my natural personality. So I don't sort of filter that out. And I think that's why people enjoy my content because they know that it's just me and it's just authentic and I don't apologize for things I'm not sorry for. And I don't say things that I don't believe. And if I am sorry for something, then yeah, I would apologize. Or if I get something wrong, I'm happy to admit I got something wrong, whatever. And you know, it doesn't always work. I mean, for every follower you have, that's another translation of whatever it is you're putting out there. So I could write one tweet and it gets hundreds of thousands of different translations and interpretations and if someone wants to take something totally out of context or 
Sometimes you just get someone who's simply not intelligent enough to understand a point that is being made or people who don't understand certain types of humor. And I've just kind of learned to accept, you know what, some people are going to misunderstand me. And that is okay. I used to struggle with that. I used to never want anyone to misunderstand me. But now it's like, look, I, I'm going to be as clear as I can be, but some people won't get it. And well, it's okay people, if some people don't get it. There's also plenty of people who don't want to get get it because you're like a straight yeah. uh, straight white male Nazi white supremacist, right? <laughs> I mean, that's I've seen you being that called on Twitter. <laughs> that's uh, I don't think I've ever been called a straight white male. I've definitely been called a white supremacist and a Nazi, which is ironic. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just don't, I'm, I'm weird, you know, one, I'm just not a very emotional person, which actually serves me well in most cases, but also I'm, I'm very confident in who I am. I know who I am. I know what I believe. I'm proud of myself. I'm not ashamed of myself. If someone insults me and calls me something that I'm not, it doesn't really bother me because I'm not that thing. If someone calls me something that I am, I'll be like, yeah, cool. Yes, I am. So there's not really much that people can throw at me that a I haven't heard before, or two that is really gonna gonna bother me and and phase me for a long time. Man, I'm the mission is so much bigger. When I see the amount of people who are being impacted by what I do, when I look at my DMs and I'm seeing the love, I'm seeing people telling me that I've changed their lives. I've had people tell me that I pretty much saved their their life, and that is crazy. Right. That's amazing. That's is it the, based on your fitness uh, advice or your dude, general life advice or based on a lot, man. I've had people who, you know, told me that my, my music and my words and even certain tweets have helped them to get through periods where they were considering suicide. I've had people who no. have had cancer and other like serious health conditions and they were listening to my music and my podcasts and my interviews and they were listening to the things I was saying and it helped them to not, not give up. And yeah. Or people just seeing what I do and then going, Oh wow. Okay. This guy's out there chasing his dreams every day and he's doing what he's doing. So it inspires people. It gives people courage. It lets people know, Oh, okay. If, if he's doing that, why, why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? And people need those examples. So when I see some of the crazily positive stuff that really inspires me from, I mean, when someone tells me that I inspire them, that in itself inspires me. So there is nothing anybody can say that is like on the negative that is even close to making a dent in all of the positive. So I know for a fact that thousands upon thousands of people get a lot of value and motivation and inspiration from the various things that I do. So, and that's literally my goal in the world is to do that. Um, so yeah, nothing's going to take me off that mission, right? You know, if anything, it'll just fuel it further. Nice. What's, uh, have you ever been, uh, misrepresented by the traditional media or is it just a Twitter, Twitter craziness? That's a good question. Um, I don't think I, maybe I'm not yet in the, uh, you know, the in, in, their cro- in their crosshairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there are sort of bigger people in the, in the crosshairs for them. But, um, look, I, I've been, I've been looking at all this stuff for a while. So I don't know. I'm, I, I don't really need to worry about misspeaking because I know what I believe. So as long as I'm honest and I'm true to myself, then I'll be okay. 
I'll be okay. Right. I don't, I don't lie. I don't get caught in webs of lies. I just tell the truth. I'm me. If someone doesn't understand something and they want me to explain it, then sure. I'm happy to. If someone just disagrees with something and wants to offer an alternative view, I'm happy to listen. So it's, um, it's okay. Right. I think what, what screws a lot of people is that they're inauthentic and that they're dishonest and that they're hypocrites and that they say one thing and then they're easy to catch out because they say one thing here. And then two years later or two weeks later, they're then saying something totally different and people are like, Oh wait, hang on. Right. People, people keep tabs of that kind of thing. And it's very easy for people once they start telling lies to just get caught up in a massive lie or, if you have a false persona, right? If, if Zuby was just an act, if Zuby was just like a, I'm in real life, I'm a totally different person, but then on social media or in my music, I'm pretending to be something totally different. And this happens in music a lot, by the way, especially in hip hop, you get people who put on a persona. So who they are as, as a rapper is totally different to who they are in real life. And that can lead people into bad situations. It can really lead people into bad situations. So I'm a big believer in just being honest and being authentic and truly being yourself, being the best version of yourself, working to improve yourself, but truly representing yourself in an honest way. And if you do that, then people will like the people who like you will like you for the right reasons. And the people who don't like you, well, tough luck. I, you know, you can't be liked by everybody. And in fact, if everybody likes you, it probably means that you're pretty weak. Yeah, right? I think there's that's, n- a, you know, that's a pretty famous Winston Churchill quote. Like, uh, if, if people dislike you, you stood up for something in life. And that's good. Something like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's love and hate are not really opposites. They're sort of manifestations of strong emotions. I mean, hmm, that's interesting. Su- yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, if someone subscribes to your YouTube channel just to dislike videos and leave mean comments, that person is pretty close to a fan. That person, that person is more of a fan than the person who just is not interested at all. Right. Right. Cause they're still, they're still watching you. They're still, I mean, (laughs) they've actually done some, some surveys and things they've shown, which have like on radio programs and stuff, which shows that people who, what they call hate listeners. So if you have someone who hates a radio DJ or, a podcaster or whatever, they actually listen to more. <laughs> they spend more time listening. They pay more attention than the sort of casual fans right? because they're there. They, you know, maybe they're, maybe they, they want you to say something that they can take out of context and that they can, right. They want to, they want to prove their thing still. So they're still, they're still kind of obsessed with you. They still like you in a way. It's just that it's mingled with jealousy. So it comes out in this very bizarre strange way like if i don't like something i tend to just ignore it right right unless it's like it's a good strategy yeah and uh, unless it's something that's you know harming me or trying to hurt other people or something typically i just i'll just ignore it and not not engage with it i won't spend hours every day telling them again and again and again how much i don't like who they are or what they're doing or whatever like that's like i said that's that's not even like normal fan behavior that's like a it's just like a slight inverse on a, like a super fan. It's almost like groupie behavior. Right. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing. Right. All right. So, um, I see we don't have that much time anymore. So what's, what's next for Zuby? You just put out a new single, which we're going to listen to in a little bit, but, uh, okay. you put out, uh, your, uh, 
fitness book on Twitter. I saw that you were gonna mm. put a Twitter um, how to Twitter go viral on, on Twitter tw- Twitter thing it's, with it's someone more, else. Yeah, it's more than just going viral. So I'm, I've been working on a course called Conquering Twitter with my friend uh, Jose Rosado, and um, I follow him yeah, too. He's he's pretty yeah. interesting, man. Like he, yeah, he's uh, cool, man. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, so yeah, we're gonna teach people so growth engagement how to create, promote, and sell on Twitter, whether you run a business, you are trying to launch a product, a service, whatever it is, because a lot of people, I feel like everyone knows you can make money on YouTube. Everyone knows it's possible to make money on Instagram. Everybody knows it's possible to make money on Facebook. And I feel like most people aren't even aware that you can make money on Twitter and you can make five, six figures. I know people who, I know people, I know people who make seven figures a year on Twitter. Wow. Right. And pe- most people don't even know that that is possible. So yeah, we want to show people how to really build an audience, how to grow engagement, how to go viral, what to do when you do go viral, um, and how to network and really build something awesome on Twitter rather than just using it to waste your time and to put yourself in a bad mood. So what's one thing that, that works really well as a, as a little preview or a little spoiler for the... Um, for, for what aspect of it? Um, well, just, just one good tip from that upcoming, uh, okay. book that you're writing. Okay. Before you ever put anything on social media, so people are on social media for two reasons. Number one, they want to be informed slash they want to learn something or number two, they want to be entertained. These are the only reasons people listen to podcasts, go on Instagram, use Twitter, use Facebook. They want information and they want entertainment. So if your content is not doing either of those, why are you doing that? Right. If you're putting a tweet, if I'm just, if I just post a tweet, which says I'm, I'm drinking, I'm drinking this drink right here. Right. That's not, it's not informative and it's not entertaining. So that would be a crap tweet. And 90% of tweets are crap. 90% of content online on social media is crap because people are not, teaching anything and they are not entertaining. And if you look on any account, any account that you follow that has a large following that you find interesting, that you find valuable, I can guarantee you that they are entertaining or informative or both. So every single piece of content you put out there should be one of those two, because that is how you grow a following because people want value added to their lives. That's a good one. That's a good tip. Mm -hmm. I just learned something new. There you go. So, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, run it through that filter before you put it out there. Think, is this entertaining or informative or both? If the answer is no, then don't put it out there. All right. Well, let's listen to your uh, latest single called Okay, Dude, which is a comment that got you uh, banned from Twitter for a little bit. Can you um, can you briefly <laughs> briefly tell that story because it's pretty funny? Oh gosh, it, it doesn't even make sense. When, it, when I try to tell the story, it doesn't even make sense because it doesn't make sense. Um, okay, so I I had a thread, I had a tweet going viral on Twitter about five pieces of advice for single women to make themselves more attractive <laughs> to men, and um, <laughs> it proved to be highly controversial, even though there was nothing that controversial on there, and it was all true. And, um, uh, that's, that's because it's controversial because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, someone responded saying, this is stupid or something like that. You don't know what you're talking about. I, I bet I sleep with more women than you do. And I just responded saying, okay, dude, 
And um, a week later, I got a notification from Twitter saying that um, this comment was a violation of their hateful conduct policy. And I was suspended for Twitter for several days for writing, okay, dude, that's literally all I wrote. And this was my first interaction with this person. So um, yeah, there we go. But um, it's okay. I got a new single out of it, sold a few hundred t-shirts and okay, dude is now a meme. So it's brilliant. <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's listen to it. You know, Zuby got deplatformed. There's got Joe. kicked off of Twitter. This there is crazy. Is. Zuby is a musician. Uh, he's a rapper from the UK um, who's uh, been on the podcast. I mean, the dude doesn't even swear. And someone said, I bet I sleep with more women than you do, to which he writes, okay, dude. And they decided by him saying, okay, dude, okay. that is grounds for being banned okay, from Twitter. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, you don't like my style? Okay, dude. Oh, you don't like my lyrics? Okay, dude. Oh, you don't like my politics? Okay, dude. Do you even know what knowledge is? Okay, dude. Oh, now they want to mention me. Okay, dude. So now they want to censor me. Okay, dude. Tiger blood and dragon energy, and I control my legacy, and I got friends and enemies. Uh. I'm working hard to make a milli, baby. Flow is never wheezy. Couple hundred thousand fans, and it all started with a CD. Used to hustle on the street, and now they see me on the TV. Going viral like Corona, so they try to quarantine me. A couple real celebrities, but most of them are frauds. Tell you how I really feel, because my only fear is God. They be lying on the media and lying through the mob hate a simp on social media they've never seen a broad i be coming to america like sammy and akeem i'm uniting black and white and brown like martin luther's dream and i get around the internet like presidential memes and i did it independently i never had a team you've come a long way please don't go commercial now careful with your words don't be controversial now winning nothing less f a victimhood mentality because i am not oppressed and that's a check to your reality oh you don't like my style okay dude Oh, you don't like my lyrics? Okay, dude. Oh, you don't like my politics? Okay, dude. Do you even know what knowledge is? Okay, dude. Oh, now they want to mention me. Okay, dude. So now they want to censor me. Okay, dude. Tiger blood and dragon energy and I control my... How's the response to this uh, so far? It's not out yet. Oh, so this is the no, premiere. Huh? It comes out comes out next, well, this coming Friday. I don't know when this podcast goes out, but um, it comes out on May 8th. So there's no response yet because it's not out yet. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, so are you, are you okay with, uh, with putting it out uh, before it's officially out? Or? I don't mind, man. Maybe do like uh, like half of it. Okay. We'll just yeah. Just make sure you then. don't. Although, uh, yeah, I was actually going to say maybe be careful with the, I don't know about the copyright situation i don't want you to get a copyright oh, violation. youtube right yeah yeah because my stuff might get recognized automatically oh yeah even even like you put it out completely yourself right like it's totally independent but my distributors you know there's people who manage my rights and stuff so right. it will it might get picked up in the system but i don't i don't know i don't know but um right. just just saying me a snippet will probably be fine but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all the rules. I don't know all the rules with these things. It's it always weird, changes. You know? it's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. But um, so. if any issues, let me know, and I can probably do something to. I don't. Well, yeah, if if you if YouTube is like, oh hey, you copyright violated or whatever, like let me know, and I'll message them or whatever to get it sorted out. Well, thanks. Well, YouTube is, seems to be the only one who's weird about it because if you listen to other podcasts that are just on iTunes, they just play all kinds of songs and. Yeah, they they just do it without problems. I think. Yeah, I think it's because YouTube has the automated system. Yeah, and it's pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. I get, I've been I've, I've been copyright flagged for my putting my own songs in on my own channel. So 
it's pretty, pretty sensitive. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a whole another thing we can talk about the next time. But the whole Google AI and the Google algorithms, that stuff, it's gotten so smart and kind of mm-hmm. scary. And the people who are in control <laughs> of all that intelligence kind of scare me. So yeah, it's, uh, well, anyway, um, where can people find you and and listen to your music and find you on mm-hmm. social media? Let's uh, awesome. wrap this one up. Yep. So I am on all social media at Zuby Music, Z-U-B-Y Music. Twitter is the best place to follow me, but I'm also on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And you can find my music on all the usual platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, whatever you use. Cool. Well, Zuby, thanks again. That was uh, was good, man. You're welcome, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Go to thepolarizer.com see all the show notes to get more background information about this episode and every other episode and you can find all the previous episodes there with all the other previous guests and all that good stuff and as always uh, if you shop on Amazon click the Amazon button on the website so you land on Amazon through thepolarizer.com which gives us a little kickback every time you buy something which uh, helps the podcast to stay on the air or stay on the internet rather and go to onnit.com onnit.com and use the promo code polarizer that's p-o-l-a-r-i-z-e-r to get up to 10% off your purchase and finally go to the iOS app store and download alert a-l-e-r-t for food allergies which is a great tool for people who travel and have a food allergy, even though uh, right now that might be not that relevant with the whole COVID stuff. But once all that's over, and it will be over one day, then it'll be a great companion for you. And that's it uh, for this one, ladies and gentlemen. The next episode I got, I'm currently working on is very cool. It's with a uh, with a lady who actually escaped Cuba, who fled Cuba for uh, because. Fidel Castro was taking over and we uh, we talked for three hours about uh, her escape. They actually uh, went on a boat and went under the deck to uh, to escape that place, to escape the dirty, filthy communists. So that's a good conversation and um, so that's, uh, that's up next. Anyway, thank you all for listening and to see you.